0: On this episode of Expand with Jenna Brown, we go deep into the natural expansion, AKA manifesting process that you are doing in your life unconsciously. And we go into the secrets, the secret phases that I teach all of my clients of how to move through expansion, integration, and harmonization, which really are these beautiful phases that house manifesting anything that you desire in your life. I'm also going to tell you about um, this podcast, what it means for me, and um, this chapter. And I'm so excited that you are taking the time to listen because this wisdom here genuinely will change the game forever for you. So enjoy. So this episode is kind of... um, not my usual episode one i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little transmission and teaching here in a minute and i'm also sharing about how i'm actually closing out this season of the podcast so i think after this one airs i think it'll be 20 ish podcasts that are available for you to listen to on repeat as you desire um for the foreseeable future, at least for the summer, through um, season one. So my intention is to come back for season two, but I'm always open to what the universe has in store. So um, yeah, that is my announcement that I'm closing out this amazing first season of Expand with Jenna Brown uh, with this episode. So this episode, of course, what I felt called to talk about and share about and teach about is this natural manifestation process that I literally always teach all of my clients and also embody. And I honestly think it's the most monumental thing I've embodied in my journey. Um, And I know it definitely has been extremely monumental for the clients and the amazing people that I've had the opportunity to share this medicine with. So what I like to explain, I I have way more in-depth teachings about manifesting, which are coming. So keep your eye out. Um, but what I'd really like to talk about manifestation in is more of these three, three, um, spaces or these three seasons that we naturally find ourselves going through in manifesting. So when I'm, t- and I just call this a manifestation process, but you could just call this like also the process of life. Because if you didn't already know this already, if you haven't been around this world for a while, subconscious healing world, we are literally creating our reality. And you, if you've heard like manifest manifesting and you think, or the word manifestation, and you think it's like something you go out and do, you are misunderstanding what manifestation actually is. So we are actually manifesting hundred percent of the time. And the reason that is, is because manifesting actually comes from the subconscious mind, which I have lots of trainings here on the podcast about the subconscious mind, because I love the subconscious mind. And essentially, if you don't know this already, your your subconscious mind is controlling your reality. So most people think they're consciously going through their life, or actually your whole entire subconscious is ruling your life. You're like maybe using five percent consciousness to rule your life. And when I say that, if you're like, what does that mean? Conscious is what you're aware of, subconscious is under your awareness. So sub, you can always think under. So it's under what you're aware of. However, your subconscious is responsible for controlling over 97% of the reality that you're seeing. So the example I always like to use with this is the movie theater example. So a lot of people think that if you know we're at a movie theater, a lot of people think that their life is actually the experience of them inside of the movie on the screen. Like they think that they're in the movie. They're very much internal in what's happening around them. When actually, quite literally, your soul who you actually are is the observer of that screen. So if we're using the movie theater analogy, essentially you have the screen in front of you, which is playing the story of your life. And then you have you, which is seated in the seats, watching the story of your life being played on on a screen. And then you have the film, which is back in the secret room. Like however people get back there, I don't know back in that secret room, the film person, (laughs) do they even have those anymore? the, that is being projected onto the screen, that film that's being projected, AKA the story, the filter that the light goes through to project something onto the screen that we're watching is the subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind never sleeps. Your conscious mind sleeps when you go to sleep at night, but your subconscious never rests. It does not ever rest. It's always working. It's always, moving and your subconscious mind is also responsible for things like imagination and dreaming and so many different things. Um, but your, your subconscious mind is not logical. That comes from the conscious mind. So when people are like, I'm very logical, I'm like, you're actually not, but, um, cool. So the subconscious mind makes over up over 95% of your brain's power and your reality. So we all think we're like walking around consciously choosing what we do in our life, but actually your subconscious is already deciding for you. And the really trippy part about it is it's fully formed by the time you're eight years old. So not only do you have ancestral generational past lives, trauma, and great things too, m- pass down through the subconscious mind. But you also have that zero to eight year age range. You're a literally walking sponge. You're completely open. And all you're doing is receiving everything as absolute truth. So if mom says money is hard to come by babe, or like says like, sorry, we don't have the money for that where she might be thinking like, it's just because it's like a stupid toy that you don't need to have. The child takes that as is like money is hard to come by, which becomes a limiting belief that now as an adult, they're like, why can't I hold on to money or why is money not coming to me or why is it hard? And it's because their subconscious mind, that filter that that's being projected onto the screen has been decided way before they like even realized it. So there's a, I'm pretty sure I have a podcast that's way more in depth about the subconscious mind. I want to say it's like episode two or three. Um, but why I always have to give that reference is because you need to understand that you're manifesting hundred percent of the time, no matter what <laughs> your entire reality is created by the subconscious. And this gets really trippy. Actually, if you go deeper into it, or if you've ever been in my classes where we go deeper into the quantum field and how like everything that you're seeing might be totally different than what I'm seeing, because my reality is shaped by my subconscious mind and your reality is shaped by yours. And essentially like our movie screens are probably not the same. I can actually guarantee they're probably not the same simply just because of the amount of work that I've done on my subconscious and the type of work that I've done and my particular life story. So what I always like to say is like, people will be like, I want to manifest something. So like, I'm going to have a vision board, which I love that. Have your vision board all day long. Love, love, love. But what's really helpful to understand is this underlying foundational ebb and flow that's happening all the time in your life, even when you're unconscious to it. Because remember, even if you decide today, I want to manifest my dream life unconsciously, you are already manifesting things all the time. And honestly, you might be manifesting really shitty things into your reality and you're really pissed about them. Um, but that's also the reality you're creating because the filter, AKA that film dictates what you are going to create in your reality. So what you're going to see. So I specialize in taking people back to that film and changing what's on the film so that they don't have to like go and try to shift everything in their physical reality. They have, they get to go back into that film and change those programs because your brain is a computer. And when you change those programs through hypnosis, through EFT, through somatic movement, through um, any type of subconscious healing, when you go back and change those programs, you see a different thing on the screen. So what I would like to describe this is when I'm looking at the manifesting processes, I also like to teach, not just like, let's clear all of your limiting beliefs, which I'm obviously here for, but I also like to teach this natural theme so that you can know no matter if you never do subconscious healing work, how you are manifesting things in your life. So there's this natural ebb and flow to it. Just like literally everything in the world, um, there's a natural ebb and flow. And I call these phases, expansion, integration, because I like that word better than contraction and harmonization. So I learned this from a teacher named Safira a couple of years ago. And I honestly don't even know if I was in the class. I just heard those words and it like clicked to put um, words to something that I like knew within my soul and my being. So I hope that does this for you as well. So when we're in the expansion phase, we all know this phase and the expansion phase is essentially when like our whole entire life just feels so aligned and everything is coming in. So we're in basically in a state of receiving and we're like receiving money. We're receiving new opportunities. We're receiving whatever it is that we desired. Um, life seems like really easy, really flowy or like, I wish this would never stop. Right. Like we all love expansion. That's what expansion feels like. It feels like hell. Yes. This is so exciting. Everything I ever wanted is coming into fruition. Naturally after expansion, what happens is our body actually has to um, feel safe holding that. So what it naturally does is it goes a little bit inward and that is what I like to call integration. Other people teach this as contraction, but I just don't like the word contraction. It seems like negative connotation in my mind. So I like to use the word integration And I really picture that as like the expansion that you experienced. Now you're integrating it on a cellular level as your truth, as your reality. So you experience this bigness and then it needs to become safe and feel normal to your body after integration. And we'll talk more about what it feels like and all those things. You go into harmonization, which is essentially that prep work before you experience your next expansion. And I'll go deeper into what that means, but essentially it's like, when you start to realize like, Oh, if I actually want to have that amount of money, I need to have a system that actually creates that. Right. Or, um, Oh, if I actually want to have a business, I'm going to have to have time where I'm putting money or money. Sure. Like time into that business and creating it. So therefore I need somebody to watch my children. Anytime that your mind is essentially saying like, Oh, well you're one, you're going to feel safe in this moment and you're looking towards the future and you're like, that thing's definitely coming soon. I can feel it landing in my system. But in order for it to really land, I feel like this needs to shift in my life to hold it. So um, let's go back to expansion um, because expansion is the easiest. (laughs) All of us want to be in expansion all the time. And I feel like every time I'm in in expansion, I'm like, this is going to be forever. Like this will literally be like this forever. Um, And then I'll naturally be like, Fuck, I'm in uh integration again. Anyways, so expansion, all you really need to do in expansion or how to like serve that space and time is to really allow your neural pathways in your brain to receive that um as your new normal. So in expansion, I still like to do like my spiritual practices, I still like to do all of the things that I naturally would do. And I also like to add some things. So you all know on this podcast that I like to microdose and microdose actually creates new neural pathways. So when you're in expansion and you are also microdosing, it's an incredible time to really keep, um, inputting into your brain that this is the norm. Like this is the norm to have this amount of money staring into my bank account. This is the norm to do this meditation about me being present with my children. This is the norm about whatever it is that you're manifesting and calling in and desiring. So when we're in that expansion phase, we're really just allowing it to feel safer and safer and safer and safer to our bodies, to our realities. Like, yes, 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 yes. Right. You're receiving your, your practice in that moment is really to receive and ask like, how much better can it get? How much more can I have? How much better can it get? How much more can I receive in this moment? And, and some practices like you might literally physically do are the rolling your shoulders back. Um, maybe you do some heart openers, maybe you do breath work, maybe you do some Kundalini, anything that's, um, around your heart chakra, because your heart chakra is your receiving center. So when you're, you're physically creating that open heart space, you're naturally going to keep, um, that growth edge growing in your body of like, I can receive this, I can receive this, I can receive this. Naturally, what will happen is you'll shift into integration, which is essentially, it's not bad or wrong. However, if you are under the impression that you're always going to be an expansion, it's um, not natural, right? Like if you think of like the cat cow posture in yoga, how you're expanding with your breath and you're contracting, like you're literally doing that on purpose to create that movement and that momentum in your body. And that's a beautiful ex- uh, example of expansion and integration. If you look at the caterpillar, right, the caterpillar does not move forward by simply like walking. It actually inches back a little bit before it, it goes forward again. And I like to think of it like that. Like when I'm integrating, it's like, I'm going five steps forward. And typically it feels like you go like one or two steps back, but that's actually almost like your springboard. If you imagine like a, a car, one of those cars that my kids have on the floor that you like pull it back. So it like revs up and then let it go. And it goes down the hallway, same type of deal of, yes, it feels like you're pulling back, but that's just because you're gaining momentum in that time you're pulling back in your integration. You're going inward, um, so that you can launch forward. So we expand and then we come back a little bit. And that integration is just us allowing those things to settle in our body. So if it's jarring for you to experience, um, emotions, if it's jarring for your body to experience like really big amounts of money coming in, um, it will naturally like throw you into a little bit of a integration afterwards because it's trying to help it feel safe for your body. Like your body's not working against you. It's just trying to catch up to where your mind is trying to take it. Right. So um, allowing yourself to come into the integration, you'll know when you're there because you're feeling like, Oh my God, like in your not self, you'll be like, Oh my God, it's all stopped. Like it's all dried up. Like I'm never going to have that again. I'm never going to have that feeling again. I'm never going to have that money again. I'm never going to have that flow again, whatever it is. It hasn't stopped. Those things are not true. That's the not self ego mind. That's trying to take you into that inevitable black hole but that's not the truth. You're still moving forward. You didn't go all the way back. It's impossible for you to ever go all the way back to where you came from, literally physically impossible Um, because of somatics in your body. It's impossible for you to be somewhere where you once were. So um, if you're coming back a little bit, you're going to feel that sense of like, you're going inward in the sense of like, Oh, Oh no. Oh no. And I want to ease that sense for you and allow it to be relabeled as necessary. It's a necessary part of the expansion process. It's a necessary part of the manifesting process. You might feel like you take five steps back and into or five steps forward and two steps back. That's normal. And it's normal for everyone, like no matter what stage you're at in this journey, by the way. <laughs> so When you're pulling back, that's when you really want to up your self-care practices. This is where you want to spend more time leaning into pleasure and play because you're not going to feel like it. You're going to feel like those those old tendencies of like hustle or those old tendencies of like, I got to figure this out on my own or whatever. And that is the shadow, right? So this is a time to do your shadow work, to do your inner child healing This is when a lot of that stuff will start to come up of like all of the things I'm like, I, the amount of things I could tell you right now, there's stories, there's a lot. So this is where you really want to up your, like your simple things, like drinking a lot of water, moving your body every day, getting sunlight into your eyeballs and, and getting it on your skin, um, eating, nourishing whole one ingredient foods, right? Like making sure your minerals are balanced having your tapping app on every day so you can do your tapping, uh, journaling out your feelings if feelings are coming up, um, having people support you. So the coaches that you've hired, the chiropractors you go to, the energy workers that you work with, allowing those people to support you in this time is very, very important because it's allowing you not necessarily to It's not like you have to do a ton of work in this time. However, this work isn't the norm for society. So a lot of people actually get stuck in integration because they have no idea how to move through this stuff, but you do now. So when you come into integration, you need to keep that vision and and hear my literal words in your head. Feel free to come back and listen to this podcast. Keep that vision and remember that this is part of the process and this part of the process is 100% necessary. So in integration, you might have lower um, thoughts, you might feel lower, you might feel like maybe that didn't work, all those things. It did work. Your body's just allowing it to integrate. And so integration means anything that's not supporting that reality that you created is going to go. So it's going to be limiting beliefs that are on their way out. It's going to be shadows that are on their way out. I will tell you that the more I've done this and used this process in my life to name what I'm going through the more ease I felt to actually allow myself to be in this part of the process. So then after integration, we move into what's called harmonization and harmonization. Like I said before is really that phase of um, bringing in masculine support structure. So if you've never heard me teach on feminine and masculine energetics, it doesn't necessarily mean male, female. It's like yin and yang energy. Yin energy is very much what you want to integrate or use during your integration space. Um, and you'll use it in your expansion space naturally, but yin energy is like pleasure, play, fun, relaxation, receiving energy, right? It's intuition. It's, it's feeling, it's healing energy, masculine energy or yang energy is very much direction, purpose, structure, um, creating container, uh, like support, Right. And so in this phase, it naturally happens. It's not something you have to like go out and find. But what naturally happens is you're getting prepared because what happens in expansion is you're receiving. What happens in integration is you're learning to feel safe in your body with all of whatever it is that you just received. And then naturally, once you feel safe, your body and naturally your dopamine is going to kick in and want to create something else. So you're going to move into the space of like, I'm ready to expand again, just like we talked about in nature. I'm ready to like receive more. And so as you do that, you're naturally going to move into harmonization and it's this disconnect between why like this space is that awkward in between space between your next thing coming in or your next level or whatever you want to call it coming in your next expression of self and what you already were. And the difference, like the thing that why it's taking so long, a lot of people think is because the masculine structure support needs to shift and change in your life. So harmonization will naturally bring you to these, like, like hitting your head against the wall kind of moments where you're like, I'm trying to do the same thing I've, I've been doing, but manifest something completely different. I can't do that. I have to shift something about the way that I'm held in my life so that I can call in and actually receive and become the version of me that has this next thing or expression of me. So I'm going to give you some examples of this. When I was, let's think. Uh, Okay. When I was manifesting $10,000 months in my business, that was like a very interesting journey for many reasons. And (laughs) when it finally like happened, one, I had let it go completely. That's a whole other story. And two, I had finally decided that I would be the type of person that had this type of support. And I got very serious about the support that I had in my life. So I was constantly like the things I wanted, not just things that people told you you should have, but the things I wanted, like I hired or no, I didn't hire an OBM yet. I, um, Started going to network chiropractic twice a week, which was crazy for me. I had never done something like that, but I knew that what I was calling in, I needed energetic support very often. So I, I signed up for that even when I didn't see the money, by the way, it's always going to be that case of like, I don't see how this could work. Um, but the next version of me I knew had, had more energetic support. So I invested in that. Um, I remember what else did I do? There's something else at that time. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure I invested in programs or something, but it was investing in network. I remember that was very much like I'm investing in my energy. Oh, like I was going to regular massages and all of those type of things. And that was the other thing. Um, no, never mind. That was a different time. So that was an example of, I did that. I created that masculine. This is how I'm being held in my life. And what do you know? All of that stuff just flew right into my reality because I had created space that to fly in. Another thing was back when my business, when we were transitioning from being on the road full time in our RV into living in Sedona, I, um, didn't have a babysitter. I hadn't had a babysitter for a long time. And I finally was like, I need to have a babysitter. I need to have time. I needed to have time outside of just like phone calls with clients that I had scheduled. I needed to have like a whole day of space where I just, had to work. And I, and I didn't know what I would be doing, but I knew if I gave myself the space, I would create a program or something new. So I hired a babysitter, right? I didn't know what I needed the babysitter for. I just knew that I needed space, AKA a container for that new creative inspiration to actually come in. Another example of this is a while back, I was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching, And I realized that the lifestyle that I desired did not have me like working a nine to five inside of my own business. Um, And a lot of women I saw online, to be honest, were doing that. They like left the nine to five grind to then grind for their businesses. And I think that's really common, especially with women that don't have children because they're staying busy. But for me, I have three children and I'm busy enough. And I didn't want my business to be something that I needed to constantly be in 24 seven. So that meant that I had to transition the structure of my business. So to do that, it's been a slow process, but to do that, I first started out by moving my model from like lots of one-on-ones into group programs, right? So I did more group programs, which obviously I made more money doing group programs and I had more time. So I created space, I created time so that I could actually hold energetically what I was calling in. Another example of that is, um, this last winter, I realized that I didn't want to just live launch a bunch of programs forever and ever. Amen. I wanted to have passive products that I relaunched. And so that meant that last, um, I think it was January, I decided that I was switching the model of how I created programs to be more passive. So I was going to become the type of person that pre recorded content and that pre recorded content would go out to those clients and we would have live, maybe one live call. But I wanted to have pre recorded content there so that I could keep those passive products rolling. But at the time, the thing was, is all the limiting beliefs I had were like, I don't do well without somebody prompting me or like not responding to someone's energy. Cause I'm a manifesting generator or, um, I just like to be in the moment, which all of those things are true, but this next version of me that I saw, I had to become comfortable with pre-recording things. So what did I do? I would, I created the space in my calendar and I did that, which is so interesting We did that by Brandon, my husband, stepping away from his job. He was traveling for work and he still does some jobs here and there, but stepping away from traveling every week meant that now I have three days of the week that if I want to record some things, I can. Um, And that was crazy for us, but has been amazing for our lives and for our family and for our business because we created so much space for him to be home with the kids, so much space for me to do things that I want to do and also shift into that more longer term vision mentality for our lives in my business. And that was really, really cool. So these are just some of the examples I can think of that have been um, me harmonizing something. I also want to give some examples real quick, not related to business. When it comes to having children, right? This is the same thing is you expand, integrate and harmonize in your relationship with them. And I've had moments where I'm like super expansive with, especially I think of my child with special needs, super expansive with her and then super integrative with her. And then naturally it'll come to this place of like, I need more support. So maybe that looks like I hire someone to help with her. Maybe it looks like therapy for her. Maybe it looks like taking her to the chiropractor. Maybe it looks like um, me doing more research or me buying a program, um, to help me. But ultimately that whole experience was me harmonizing. So me asking for the masculine structure I needed. So what is masculine structure actually doing? It's creating, I hope I've given enough, um, overview of, of those three sections, but essentially you just go through that your whole life. Like you're expanding, you're integrating, you're, you're harmonizing, you're doing that totally unconsciously probably up until hearing this. So I want you to start to lean in and ask like what if I'm in one of these spaces which space am I in right now? Um so what was I going to say next? Oh. So harmonization naturally is you creating space by actually creating structure. So most people think that they want money, but what they actually want is time because time is actually the only asset that exists because it's like the only real thing That we're all fighting for even though no one realizes that they all think they're fighting for money anyways um that's a that's another uh tip for another day um but essentially when we're harmonizing we're we're bringing in masculine structure into our life to support us having more space now why that feels scary if space feels scary for you because it's unknown and there's no proof right? So those things are like hundred percent required when creating space in your life. You do not have proof that what you're doing to create space is going to work. You just have your intuition and your inkling of knowing that's what you need to do. And it's going to feel really awkward because you're going to have a gaping hole of space in your life. Right? So great example is one of the reasons I'm creating space in my life is because I'm stepping into this new manifestation of myself, of my business, of my family. And in order to do that, I have to create space. Now you might be like, cool, Jenna, create space, blah, blah, blah. But like actually creating space is actually painful for a lot of people. I mean, depending on what that looks like, but um, it means saying no to maybe things that are no longer lighting you up as much, or maybe it's you letting something go or someone go or a way of operating go or friendship go or whatever. in. Each time one of those things happens, it's obviously hard to let go because there's no proof that something good or better is actually going to come in. But this is where I come in and remind you of the laws of the universe because I'm awesome like that. You're welcome. And one of the immutable laws of the universe means like you can't dispute it. It is fact is when you create space, you create a vacuum in space that has to be filled. So that could be filled with emotion. It could be filled with thing. But if you're saying like, I'm just going to get everything I want by doing exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> well, if you're saying, and I have this happen all the time where people are like, I want a $10,000 a month business, but they're only willing to do one-on-ones and they charge a hundred dollars for their one-on-ones. You literally are not going to be able to do that because your body is probably saying, fuck, no, I don't want to do that. And, and your reality does not, su- you don't have a masculine structure to support you actually bringing in that amount of money like you literally don't have a way of doing that. Right. So anytime we're harmonizing and we're looking at what we desire and we know it's like right here at our fingertips, the only thing separating us from it is, do we feel safe in our bodies with it in our nervous system? And then next is what is that space I'm creating? Right? Like, where am I creating space? What are you saying no to? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to ask for support in? And every single one of these things is not going to be proven. So if you're trying to find in your in your mind why it's logical, it's not. However, it is energetic. And the more wise you become with energetics, the more wise you become with everything in the universe because everything is energy, including money. Um, and this is an, a law. This is a law of the universe. So creating space for me right now, one of those things was. Saying no to my podcast for the summer. I knew that I needed to create that space to not be recording, to not be thinking about the podcast, and to simply just be in that awkwardness of like space. (laughs) Right. I've actually said no to a lot of things happening this summer because I knew I needed to be in this space of creating space in the harmonization space of creating space for what's coming in. So I'm behind the scenes more of looking at my business of like, how am I creating more structure with my finances? How am I creating more structure with the way I do things with my business, with the products I'm selling, with the ways that I'm helping people? Where is that happening? Right. And, and that's one of the things I'm doing. So my takeaway for you, and this is one, I, I know you've got a lot from this, and if you haven't, I don't know why you're listening. Um, but this is literally going to change your life because when you know where you're at in the phases, is, you know, what's coming. <laughs> so you know how to move through them instead of getting stuck in one of them, especially integration, which a lot of people get stuck in integration. The goal of integration is to feel safe in your body. Just remember me saying that if you feel like, Oh my God, everything's falling apart. I'm going to lose it all. It's never going to come again. You, your goal is to get safe in your body, no matter what happens, Safe in your body. Once you actually feel safe and your nervous system calms down from receiving all of that, you're going to naturally move into harmonization of like, what's next? What am I creating? How can I hold it? How can I create space for it? This is literally the game that you play unconsciously. So why don't you decide to play it consciously and actually create something really cool with your life? Um, Just a suggestion. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, your takeaway from this is it is safe to create space. And I want to ask you to really dig down deep today and ask yourself, where do I need to create space? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to say no to? What do I need to stop doing? Where do I need to create this vacuum that essentially is going to draw in this next expression of my life? I love you all so much. I'm so grateful that you have taken any amount of time to listen to my words, my insights, my my wisdom, listen to the guests that I have brought in here. It means so, so, so much to me. Thank you for listening, for your comments, for your reviews, for sharing it, for just being a part of this creation with me. I appreciate you so, so, so much. And I cannot wait to see you on the other side.